Life is busy. This could be the understatement for so many of us. How do we juggle family, career, civic responsibility, and social media? On today's episode, we'll hear from realtor and social media coach Kristen Reyes as she provides tips on how to handle the busyness of life and how to use social media to grow your business. Stay tuned. You're listening to Triangle's Making Money Personal Podcast, where we engage in real talk about financial matters that affect our community. Today's episode is sponsored by Triangle Credit Union, recently voted best credit union in New Hampshire. So Kristen, welcome to our Making Money Personal Podcast. We're so happy to have you here today. Yeah, thank you guys. I'm super excited to be here. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and um, what you do? Yeah, so uh, my husband and I work together as a real estate team. We work primarily in Southern New Hampshire. Uh, We're both originally from here. Kendall is from Nashua and I'm from Atkinson. So uh, we've just kind of built the business based off of people that we knew from growing up at family and friends and then started using social media and we've just been growing from there. Awesome. How long have you been running your business? Four and a half years. Four and a half years. And we handle primarily Southern New Hampshire and Northern Massachusetts. So we kind of do right along the border from the beach over to like Hollis area. Cool. What was the inspirational starting point? Like what made you both decide that this was something you wanted to pursue together? Yeah. So uh, when we first moved back to New Hampshire. So Kendall had played football. We moved kind of all around the country for a few years. And when we first moved back in the area, we bought a couple of investment properties and it was such a confusing process. And it was, it was so weird to us. We weren't really taught ahead of time how to do it. And so we would accidentally reach out to the listing agent and ask questions when we had a buyer agent. And I just knew, well, we both knew after that, that this was something we could really help a lot of people with. We could help them find investment properties as well as guide them through the process so that it's, it's easier for them and it's, and it's enjoyable rather than stressful. So uh, that's kind of how we started. Uh, Kristen, honestly, I love that, you know, and I think so often, you know, when we're ever we're faced with the challenge or, um, you know, we're, it's a learning curve for us. You know, it's so cool that you can turn that around and say, you know what, there's a little bit of a opportunity here. <laughs> We're going to fill it, you know? Right. Exactly. Like I think a lot of businesses are started off of a problem that you have that, you know, you can fix or do better than someone else. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And that's kind that's, of how a business is created. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. That's well, the entrepreneurial fact- kind of feeling. Right. Exactly. Right. And the fact that you actually call somebody back when they call you, that is a hundred percent. Like it's not always, that's not always the case these days. So, (laughs) so is it particularly, I mean, you've expanded beyond investment properties, right? With your clients. So you help them find houses. Yeah. And now, I mean, we're, you know, we're condos, single family, luxury homes, still investment properties as well, just kind of across the board. Do you see an increase in interest in investment properties or has it kind of always been the same in New Hampshire? Yeah, there's definitely an increase in investment properties right now. I think people see the opportunity where like putting your money into the financial markets right now is very volatile and it's Mm -hmm. scary and you don't have as much uh, control right over your money. 
But if you're putting it into an investment property, you can visibly see that money hitting your account every month and you can calculate it kind of easily. And it just makes sense for me. I, I enjoy that more and I find more fulfillment in it personally having investment properties. And I, and I like being able to teach other people how they can expand their wealth by having these investment properties, especially with how much you can charge right now for rentals. You can make a lot of money off of owning these places. You know, you mentioned, I love the fact that you have a connection to Southern New Hampshire. So is, are all of your rental properties in this area or do you have them, you know, in other parts of the country? We have investment properties in Nashua, New Hampshire, and then we have a short-term rental property in Florida. So we just purchased that this year. So this is kind of our first time experimenting with Airbnb and those platforms. We've always had long-term rentals and, you know, had tenants that stay for at least a year. Okay. Can I just ask you, like, is, are you having fun with it? Like, is the Airbnb thing kind of working out or are there challenges? I think um, Kendall and I like having control over things and it's a little bit bizarre trusting in a company that's down in Florida, right. To handle my asset. (laughs) And uh, so that is a little bit of a learning curve, but I mean, financially it makes sense. And uh, we also have a place that we could go visit if we want to go vacation in Florida. So that's a nice perk. It is really yeah. cool that you have a destination property because I wouldn't say that Nashua is a destiny and I live here. Yeah. So <laughs> like, like, oh, I want to go to Nashua. New no, not really. <laughs> um, I just have a question about like when you're looking for a short-term rental property, are you looking at it with a slightly different lens than if you were to look at an investment property or is it pretty much the same? So I think for the short-term rental you're looking at is the city growing? Is the infrastructure of the area growing? Are there going to be growing amenities? And is it a place where people want to visit? So, I mean, ours is in Orlando. So Mm. Disney World is probably going to be around for our whole lifetimes. And it's always going to be a desirable place to vacation. So it made sense for us to buy one there. Also, our kids are six, four, and two. So like, it's a dream for them to have a house. Right? <laughs> You're the best parents ever. <laughs> it's a win. Yeah, right? um, but yeah, and then for the long-term rentals, as long as you are in a city, again, that's growing, that has rentals that charge enough to make sense for the purchase price and that has jobs that are growing, in the area, I think that's where you're going to continue to find growth in your rental units. Mm, Good advice. Okay. So speaking of advice, um, you know, we all know that um, our housing market in Southern New Hampshire, as is in many places uh, throughout the country is very hot. Mm -hmm. Um, So what kind of advice would you give to people trying to buy your house today? Um, Or what about people who are trying to sell? So yeah, so for buyers, I would say the biggest thing right now is you have to be patient. Don't just buy to buy, right? Mm -hmm. If I'm at a showing with you and this house backs up to the highway and that noise is going to drive you crazy, don't buy it just to buy a house. Wait and find the right house because especially in this market where we're at this peak and we may slow down on the appreciation you don't want to buy something 
that you're not going to love for the next at least three to five years. Right. Right. Yeah. That's my biggest thing I say to buyers. Also, obviously save some money right now, pay down your debt. Don't go buying crazy things. And then, you know, be super tight on what you can purchase, like have the financial ability to buy what you want to buy. For sellers, I would say a lot of people come to us and they're like, do we have to do the spring cleanup? Should we get the professional (laughs) cleaning company? Because they're, they're conditioned in this market, right? To think anything can sell and it'll sell for over asking, but you really need to take the steps as if it's not a seller's market to put your home in the best light, get that spring cleanup, make sure your yard looks amazing. Get the professional cleaner to come in and clean out your house so you don't have cobwebs hanging everywhere because that stuff makes a difference and it's going to turn away some people. If you want to get six plus offers on your home and get way over asking, you need to do the work on your end as a seller Mm. so that that happens, you know, because I'm going to do my best. I'm going to come in and I'm going to stage it. I'm going to make your house look awesome. But if, if it's messy or if it's not being seen in its best light, that's going to affect who wants to purchase your home. Right. I can see the the pressure that sellers might feel to, you know, just sell, sell, you know, like I can get a good price. So I just want to sell it. But I think you're right in that it's important that people focus on the fact that other people are looking at this home and just because you're comfortable in it doesn't necessarily mean that they would be and you want to put your best foot forward. So if you see my house every Tuesday when my cleaner comes versus on (laughs) Thursday night after my kids have spent 48 hours destroying it, it's two different houses, (laughs) right? And I I would never want even one of my friends to walk in on a Thursday. (laughs) So, you you know, you got to put, put a little bit of work in to get that huge increase in, in price that you want. So, so the, the message here is that if there's a dinner invitation, it's going to be on Tuesday night. <laughs> That's it. Or it's outside the pool. <laughs> I love that. We, we've talked about the housing market. We've talked about buyers and sellers and all of that, but something else that you do is you help people with their social media growth. Okay. So we would, we want to pick your brain. We kind of want to just learn a little bit about what what kinds of things have you leveraged on social media to make sales or promote your business? Like what strategies have you discovered work for you? So my biggest thing or our biggest thing as a team is our social media is our first interview with a potential client. They don't know me until they look through that. It has a vibe to it. It has, it gives you a feeling you're going to trust me. You know, when you look Mm. at my social media It is who I am, who we are. And you're going to feel like you know us before you even call me. Because if you are looking to do a big purchase like this, you want, right? You want to trust the person that you're working with. And so the whole point of our social media is to to get you to get to know who we are so that when you do work with us, there's already kind of a built-in relationship there. Just from logistics point, uh, Kristen, how often do you post on social media just to to keep your business uh, profile healthy and um, relevant, I guess? Yeah, Uh, I would say it it just depends. Um, I don't ever post just to post. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of people that will be like, oh, you should post three times a week at 5 p.m. or whatever it is for your audience. But if I am sick, or if I'm just kind of down in the dumps that day and I don't feel like posting something, I'm not going to, because when I do post it, 
it's going to not have the energy and the positivity that I want it to have. Right. Like it's going to be me like, right. Right. (laughs) Right. I did sell this house. I'm going to post about it, you know? Yeah. Uh, And so I do it kind of whenever I'm inspired by something or whenever I feel like I have something that would help other people and I really want to post about it. So whether that it's, it's at least once a week, I'll say that, but it might be three times a week. It might be two times a week. It just depends on what I have going on and how I'm feeling. Yeah. Um, I say I, because I run our social media pages. My husband and I, obviously we're a team. We're both agents. We do work together on a lot, but I run the social media pages. Okay. I feel like, you know, you know, just to support what you just said is that there's some um, authenticity of, you know, not having a scheduled post, you know what I mean? So I, I can see where, where that definitely works. Are you on, is it Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter? Like, where are you? I'm on Instagram and Facebook and then LinkedIn as well, but I need to get on TikTok. I just, I haven't taken that leap. I'm trying to get over that feeling where I'm like, oh, I'm 33. Am I too old for TikTok? No, you're not. You have a great presence. And as a matter of fact, you need to do something fun on TikTok. (laughs) Really like, you know, maybe you and Kendall together or whatever, but I think that that would be awesome. Q, Q3, 2020. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you are going to schedule that? Oh, get the guts up, right? Like, try to cater to what I need it to <laughs> But um, yeah, I think in general, uh, social media is a huge tool for leveraging your time, right? Because so for Triangle Credit Union, what are the business hours? Well, they vary a little bit, but for the core hours, it's like 830 to 5. So historically, somebody could only get to know what you offer or who you guys are by calling, right? Or emailing right. 8.30 to five. But right. if you have this information readily available on your social media, someone might share it to their friend at 1 a.m. Someone mm-hmm. might wake up at 6 a.m. and start looking for, for something and they see it on your page and they're like, that's who I want to work with. So that's giving you back time. Right. And that's, that's a, a huge tool for us to leverage. And Again, getting people to know who we are on their own timetable and then reaching out to us when they're ready. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, it's fun. And then I guess for the Instagram training, I do a lot of talking about your stories because your page is kind of, it's informative and it, it, it does have some information about us, but in the stories is really where you get to know me. Like I'm, I'm running around my house trying to clean up before a meeting or I'm like buzzing around town talking about different restaurants that have opened and things like that, that people are getting to know who I am as a person. And again, I'm building that trust with them so that when they go to buy or sell a house, it's like, oh, of course I would work with Kristen. I I essentially know who she is. I follow her every day. Yeah, right. Right. Exactly. Well, I'll be completely honest, Kristen. The reason that we want with one of the reasons why we reached out to you is because one of the people on our team follows you on Instagram or on not, you know, on, I think I don't know if it was Instagram or Facebook, but that's I was like, you know, so that was how we made our connection with you. So, so what you're, yeah, I know, right. What, what you're doing is working basically. And I, and I actually, I think that the way she pitched, you know, the idea about reaching out to you, I almost got the sense that she knew you, which is yeah. so funny. So that's, that's exactly the goal. I'm educating people. I'm entertaining them and I'm letting them know who I am. Yeah. And I want all 
I think it's like 2000 people, you know, locally that follow us, that they should all feel like I'm almost one of their good friends. Yeah, I'm like a, a, you know, their cousin that they just follow along me bopping around doing my work during the day. So they it's, it's a relationship that I didn't have to have multiple conversations personally with them for them to feel like they could trust me. Yeah. I love that. So actually what I'm going to talk to you or what I'm going to ask you, Kristen, is do you offer social media coaching? I should. I do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, for free? I'll just do it to be nice. (laughs) If you guys have me on next year, it might be like an actual business by then. There's that new need. (laughs) Clearly you have, you know, some great ideas about social media. So, you know, in terms of getting, you know, more ideas from you or something like that, is there any way that people can uh, reach out to you and, um, you know, ask for your advice on stuff? Yeah, absolutely. So if you, if you go on my social media, our page is at Reyes Home Team, R-E-Y-E-S, Reyes Home Team. Or if you want to just shoot me over an email, my email is Kristen with an I-N, Reyes2 at gmail.com. And I'd be more than happy to help anybody who needs help with their social media. Awesome. You heard it there first, folks. So take advantage of this. This is awesome. <laughs> Everybody, if, if there's anybody that we've ever tried to help, this is it right here. Right here. <laughs> Thank you, guys. <laughs> Any little bit. Any little bit. The other thing that I think is so important that you guys do is your involvement in your community. And so I know that you're very passionate about that. um, And Kendall seems very passionate about it as well. So can you share what you guys do and how you guys were inspired to get involved in your community? Yeah, absolutely. So after college, Kendall played professional football. So we moved to San Diego then we moved to Virginia, then we moved to Kansas City, and then we moved back to New Hampshire. And then, you know, then he went to another camp in New York after that. And we kind of were always moving in different directions and just rushing around all of these places. And when we moved back to Wyndham, we both had this like strong feeling that we really wanted to plant, plant roots mm. and get involved and find like our home base, right? Because we hadn't felt like we had really been home in a long time. We had kept bouncing around to all these different cities. So part of that for us was getting involved and volunteering and trying to mentor kids. And so Kendall created the Reyes Family Field Day. So it's an acronym. Reyes would be re-engaging youth through exercise and sport. He thought of that. Like, oh, that's awesome. I don't even know how. Probably <laughs> at 2 a.m. He probably thought of that at 2 a.m. Couldn't sleep because he was so excited about it. But so he raises a ton of money every year. We we run a fundraiser. It's either in June or July every year. We raise a ton of money. It's raised over $200,000 over the last eight years. This is our ninth year. Wow. And then that money directly goes to the Boys and Girls Club in Nashua. And what happens is we do a field day during summer camp on a weekday in July and the kids get pulled out of the boys and girls club for the day they get to go outside play the whole day with Kendall and any other football players he can gather up to to help out and uh 
a bunch of local businesses help out volunteering. But so the kids get to play all different kinds of field day games. They get to do the, um, what's it called? A dunk tank with Kendall. So he oh, falls into awesome. the water, which they think is really funny. <laughs> and then, um, some of that money goes to buying a ton of prizes for the kids. So most of the kids, or I think everyone walks away with something, but you'll get like a football or basketball, water bottle, maybe a bike, scooters, all these different things that people have donated. And it's just a really fun day. Like we get to play with the kids from, you know, nine to noon or whatever it is. They get to have a pizza lunch that's donated to, and uh, they get to just be in the presence of, of Kendall and, and kind of get this mentor, this, this male mm. figure that's a positive role model in their community that yes. wants them to be active and stay involved in sports rather than the alternative. Um, and we found mm. that it's just a really powerful day and the parents really appreciate it. So it's been something that brings us both a lot of fulfillment and joy. Oh, I love that. I love that. Mm -hmm. So what was your, so in just in terms of your inspiration, then it was, a, it was just about like, once you planted those roots, it's like, this is where we're going to be. So, you know, now we're going to be fruitful where we are. Yeah, like, let's do the thing, like bloom where, where you're planted. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That is like, seriously, my motto in life, bloom where <laughs> you're planted. I love that. Exactly. Awesome. It's you again, we had that feeling for so long of just like, Oh, where are we going to end up next? Right. Because when he was finished with the the chargers there was a couple weeks we had no idea where we were going to go you just it gets almost chosen for you so yeah. then it's like, oh okay we're moving to virginia and then that ended and then it was like oh okay we're going to kansas city <laughs> but with almost no say in the process it's wild mm. so after that once we could choose to be here and make a conscious effort to make this our homes we were like let's just do it we gotta go all in that is awesome. I love that. So we're going to take a quick break and hear from our sponsor and we'll be right back. It's time to take your financial education to the next level. Triangle Credit Union is excited to share we just launched our new educational website, TCU University. You'll find financial guides, tips, and resources you can use in your everyday life. Explore the website to watch webinars, view presentations, read blogs, and listen to new podcast episodes. Get financial education at your fingertips with TCU University. Visit triangleuniversity.org to explore, learn, and connect. And we're back. Kristen, so you and Kendall have worked together doing your real estate business and you do the um, community involvement with the Boys and Girls Club. What's it like working as a husband and wife team? So it's definitely a, a challenge and a blessing, right? So I would say... We've found that for us to have our own separate roles and separate clients is what works best for us. As far as a, like a positive of this is that it's really nice to have someone that's constantly motivating me and that holds me accountable, right? Kendall's like a natural motivator coach. That's what he, that's just who he is. And so having that in my home is, is a great thing. It's also a challenge because right. Sometimes that it'll be 10 o'clock at night and we'll forget to have talked about something about work. And I'm like, Oh God, I don't want to talk about work anymore, but it's like, you have to. So there's a, a fine line between work and personal. And it, it, it's hard to really get good at shutting off a business mm -hmm. 
when you work on it together. So mm -hmm. that, that part is definitely a challenge, but I mean, it's been four and a half years at this point. So I think we've gotten pretty good at it, but always trying to improve. So if anyone else has advice for me <laughs> on how to work as a couple, I'd appreciate it. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? Do you, do you guys ever cover for one another? I know that you said that you have separate clients, but you know, if life is like, if the kids have things going on and you're running around and he's running around, do you ever cover for one another? Absolutely. And I would say that's a huge benefit of working mm. together as well. Um, since we both do have our licenses, we can, we're interchangeable, right? So right. we could go to host an open house for me. I could go do a showing for him. It happens more often where I feel like I haven't been able to see the kids enough or I missed um, basketball practice on a Wednesday. So I'm like, I'm definitely not missing cheer on Thursday. Right. And so I will have Kendall fill in for me a good amount um, because I really need that balance where I'm able to spend time with the kids and make it to all of their events because that's kind of the benefit of this career. And, right. and this just, this works for our family. So. Right. Right. So that actually like kind of segues into our next, um, the next question we had for you, which is really about how do you do it, you know, juggling the par the parental thing, right? And then running a full-time business at the same time. Yeah, it's um, juggling is a really good word for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so again, since we're from here, we're really lucky. Kendall's parents live in Hudson and my parents live in Atkinson and then we're in Wyndham. So we're right in the middle Perfect. of that. Um, they're each 20 minutes in either direction. So we have them constantly shuffling in and out. Like, you know, if we have open house 11 to one and then one to three, there'll be one set of parents here from 11 to one and one set of parents here from one to yep. three. Um, and then uh, we just, we try as much as possible to be with the kids. We'll block up time where we don't work. We'll make sure we're outside to play with them at certain times we will have a lot of days where we'll work during the day with their, when they're at school. And then we'll have family time from five to eight, eight thirty when they go to sleep. And then we'll be working again from nine to 11 at night. You just, you got to do what you got to do to, to put family first and then, and then the business, but have a good balance between the two. Yeah. I, and I love that. And I, you know, to your point, it sounds like you guys work hard, but you know, you're so intentional about your schedule with the kids and things like that. And that is, that's huge. You know, I think that that's um, so important and especially you have such young kids and I, I say that's so important, you know, because you have young kids, but that doesn't change Kristen. Like, you know, I have a 21 year old daughter and an 18 year old daughter and I'm still doing the same thing, you know? Yeah. Well, because the kids don't care if you're working or if you're, you know, reading on your phone or on social media or whatever you are, all they see is that you're on your phone or yes. you're not paying attention to them. So it's, it's definitely something we strive for and that we try really, really hard to be intentional with the kids and kind of shut down work when it's possible in order to be with them and not have them feel like they're always on the other side of the screen. Right. Right. Absolutely. And you know, th that is the one thing that I will say, I just had this conversation with a friend the other day and, you know, looking back because um, my oldest is going into her senior year in college and my youngest is actually going to school. She's going to be going to college in North Carolina. 
And um, the conversation that I just had with my friend was, was I present enough? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I think that there was always times when I had my phone out or I was watching TV in lieu of something else. But now that the kids are older, you know, they don't really want, they have their own deal. You know what I mean? They have their own friends and stuff. So, but that is the one question that I always, that I, you know, that I have thought about for myself as the kids were younger, was I present enough? And hopefully I was, I think I was, but yeah. If you're worrying about it, then I'm sure that you were. Oh, I love that too. Thank you. Yeah, I'm going to take that one. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> okay, Kristen. So where can people get in touch with you to learn more about what you're doing or to reach out for some assistance or help in home searching or anything like that? Yeah. So if you guys want to reach out to me to get to know us or to work with us, uh, you could reach out on social media at Reyes Home Team or email Kristen Reyes2 at Gmail. And then if you'd rather do a phone call, the phone number is 603-489-7172. Excellent. Excellent. So we have this one, we have a, um, I don't know if we talked about this or not. Uh, did we talk to you about rapid fire, Kristen? Uh, no, I saw it. on the <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what the heck does that mean? Yeah. So this, this is our rapid fire session. So this just is the fun part of the podcast where we just get to know you a little bit more. So what we're going to do is I'm going to ask you 10, this or that questions. And all you have to do is just answer which one you prefer. So you don't have to explain it if you don't want to. Sometimes people do but we just go down the list and just see what, what you think. So are you ready? Yep. Okay. So the first one, books or movies? Books. Pizza or pasta? Mm, pizza. Beach or lake? Beach. Uh, vacation or staycation? That's a good one too. We've kind of built our home to be a staycation resort. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I still think I like vacation more because I could mentally check out more so. <laughs> you get that separation, right? Right. <laughs> Music concerts or theater? Music. Football or basketball? I mean, football. <laughs> <laughs> that was not a trick question. Yeah. No trick question. <laughs> Dunkin's or Starbucks? Oh, Starbucks. I am a, I'm a coffee snob. So Starbucks, <laughs> you know, the one in the town next to us, the closest one to my house is not open on Mondays. Oh my God. Mondays. <laughs> you know what, Kristen, that sounds like an opportunity right there. A business <laughs> opportunity. I'm going to open a coffee shop only on Mondays. <laughs> 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 okay. Sunsets or sunrise? Sunset. I don't wake up in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we had this at 10 a.m. <laughs> Boston or New York City? Boston. Boston yeah. holds a special place in my heart. Again, I just love the feeling of being home. And so I know that's close by all the time. We go mm. often. That's awesome. It's a great city. Mm-hmm. And the last one, dogs or cats? Dogs. we have a dog and she used to be like the center of our universe until we had three kids and now she's like she's like a cat she just sits around (laughs) wherever she is and she's yeah she was a little bit left behind but I I love dogs (laughs) oh that's so sweet I'm just gonna do a follow-up what kind of dog do you have a mini golden doodle oh they're so cute there's mini golden doodles yeah she's 17 pounds she's cute oh 
What's her name? Selena. We got, um, Kendall and I got married on Catalina Island in, um, off of San Diego. So we named her Lena. Oh, that's special. Lena. Super cute. Super cute. I wanted to say too, that I'm just, you know, I'm kind of going off script here, but the whole coffee thing, it is so weird though. Like, why would you be closed on a Monday? I mean, I kind of get, you know, for people who work on like for pastors who work on Sundays, they sometimes they take Mondays off or whatever, but a coffee shop just has no sense in that. I mean, I don't think I could get through a Monday without my coffee. Yeah. No like way. The most important and lucrative day of the week, I would imagine. Yes. Me. Yes, exactly. For sure. Weird. What kind of coffee do you get? Lattes or do you just go with classic plain coffee? So actually I say that I love Starbucks, but when I go, I'm like, Hey, can I get a medium ice, one cream, one sugar? (laughs) (laughs) What is it in French or something? I don't know. Like Like macchiato, (laughs) cappuccino, middle size. And Kristen, do you guys have an Aroma Joe's over near you? There is one actually. Yeah. I, I don't know that I've gone very many times, but um, yeah, there's one probably five minutes from our house. They're really expanding and I don't know how they do. I don't know their, their business model, if it's um, a franchise. Cause I know that they started on, um, I think Rochester or somewhere like maybe Portsmouth or Dover or someplace, but that was there the first one. And then I just went by someplace. Um, I forget where it was and they're opening up another one. So again, another business opportunity. They probably do really well on Mondays. <laughs> That's their strategy, right? Let, let's find the Starbucks store. Let's on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Well, Kristen, you have been like an awesome guest. We're just so happy to have you on. I hope that we can do this again. I'd love to yeah. do a follow-up. I would love to next year, you know, I'll have that, that social media training thing up and yes, I don't know, maybe I'll have more of a team under me. I'm sure. It's going to be harder to get the whole of though. <laughs> you're shooting to stardom so but thank you so much for um for joining us today we truly appreciate it and uh we do look forward to having you on again it's been fun thank you guys so much for having me this was great and i appreciate you and you inviting me okay take care thank you have a great day you too that's going to wrap up our making money personal podcast if you've enjoyed today's show we would love to hear from you Email your thoughts about this show or any other ideas to tcupodcast at trianglecu.org. If you subscribe to this podcast, that's awesome and thank you so much. If you don't, please hit the subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts.